independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, a few days away. The countdown is on. We've got Friday. We've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then it has arrived. So four days, kids. Four days until you make or don't make a decision. If you know who you're voting for, you've probably already voted. If you're lazy, you might not vote. Then there's a group of people out there, uh, and I put myself in this category at this moment in time, that my vote may be no vote. I know it sounds weird. And I'll vote for some of the stuff, but I might just leave some things blank. And I think a big issue that I have, and by the way, not voting can be political. There's lazy, too. It's like, ah, dude, that was today. Oh, God, I didn't know that. No, no, no. Not voting can also be political. Where you look and say, and this goes for both parties. Uh, You've not done enough. What you've sent me is crap. What you've sent me is something that I don't want to vote for. I don't want to vote for the other person. But what I don't want to do is give you a vote by default for being less sucky than the other person. Oh. Please explain, Chad. You know, we're going to end this one day by finally saying to these parties, hey, you know what? It's going to be a tie because all of us are abstaining from voting this time because you guys suck. We're not getting the best and brightest. We're not getting the people that believe in the values of which the parties were supposed to stand on. We're getting grifters. We're getting people that are more interested in being celebrities, which is a celebrity and a, uh, a politician put together, a celebrity, than people that are interested in doing jobs as our elected officials. That right there, that can be a vote by not voting. Now you may go vote for your local offices. You may go vote for your school board. You may go and vote for, hey, you know, I don't want this measure or that measure, the bond, whatever it is. But when it comes to potential top of the tickets, and and I was thinking about this the other day, is there, you know, they looked at like all the swing states, the real like states that are now in play that are purplish. Because think about this. We talked about this. I think it was right around Trump's first election. And when you went and looked at the states, I think it was 49 states were one party. And out of that, there was like 20-something that were at at times super majorities. Meaning it, it didn't even matter if you were on the other party and you were running the state. It didn't matter because the the legislative body had so much power that they could just run you over. That has changed a little bit. There is stuff in play. And so they looked at like Wisconsin and Arizona and Ohio and Pennsylvania and and a few other places. And the overwhelming majority of people are like, I want to vote Republican. And those same people say, but I don't like my candidate and I don't want to vote for them. Oh. So sometimes by going, I'm not making a decision, it's like, well, you're on the fence. No, I'm not on the fence. I know what I want, but you're not delivering it. 
just because I'm hungry for a hamburger doesn't mean I have to eat your crappy hamburger. Mm. And I think until we get to a point where we really are fed up, and it takes a while to get there, right? It does take a while. But this entire election, I've seen some people, I thought, you know, they're not in my state. I wouldn't mind voting for them. But I've seen way too many people, and I can't remember, what's the last time people really went out and go, man, I want to vote for this person. I'm excited about this person. Oh, there's the Trump people out there. Obama had that. Bush didn't have it, right? No, he didn't have it. Clinton, uh, nah, nah, you know, yeah, but Reagan had it, right? Reagan had it big time. I mean, look at that, you know, and so there, when are we going to get back to that? And it's not just about the people on top of the ticket. It's about so many others. And I think we need to start holding our elected officials who may, I remind everybody, work for us. We're not their serfs. We're not their indentured servants. You're just another employee. And every once in a while, we got to fire some employees. And I've worked places where it's like, man, I just can't find what I'm looking for. And so I'd rather rather not go through the hassle of hiring somebody and letting them go or realizing I made a mistake and it's more headache than it's worth. Just a thought. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Bottom of the hour, we're going to have Sarah Carter on talk about uh, immigration, and uh, which is another one of the big things. I'm looking right now at the what people are worried about right now uh, as we head into the final week. And this is Pew. It's overwhelming. Almost 80% is the economy. Future of democracy is number two. And it's interesting because some of these you'll look and it is like the perfect example of this is it's so red versus blue. Some things are very close. Education, 60% to 66%. Republican, Democrat. Healthcare, 42%. Democrats, 79%. Energy, tied. 63% of both Republican and Democrats are worried about energy. But here's something interesting. It's also very polarizing, these polls. Investigations into Donald Trump, 7% of Republicans are, are, are worried about it, and it's an issue. 56% for Democrats. Flip it. Joe Biden and his administration. Investigations, 7% Democrats worried about it. It's no big issue to them. 55% Republicans. And even when you look at something like the future democracy, which is the second biggest thing, uh, the reality is, is it's 70, 80. Because just because you see the Republicans, you know, you know, talking about inflation, this, that, and the other, their their issue with democracy and the fear of it being stolen is as real as as what the Democrats have. They feel it's already been stolen. They feel you had revisionist history. You spent four years saying Trump was a was a Russian stool and and this guy was all this stuff and 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 all of these things. And you denied he was president and blah, 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 blah. And then when the other side did it, you freaked out. Both of them have their issues with that. 
But overwhelmingly, the number one thing is economy. Because it is the economy, stupid. Always has been, always will be the economy. Because the economy plays into every aspect of your life. You want to go to the store and buy something? That's the economy. You want to sit inside your house and relax and do nothing? You can do that because of the economy. You want to take a nice, long weekend away? The economy. Those things. You're stressed out for all kinds of reasons? Usually it's the economy. Sometimes love, but love's not on the ballot. Oh, it should be on the ballot. Speaking of said economy, jobs report today. This morning, we've learned the U.S. economy added 261,000 jobs in October, more than economists expected. And the unemployment rate ticked up just from 3.5 to 3.7 percent, showing the job market remains incredibly resilient. But that means the Federal Reserve will likely continue raising interest rates in the coming months, bringing interest rates to the highest they've been since 2008. Think about this, too. I was reading an article on CNBC the other day, uh, and, and this is pre when they went and raised the rates. You know when we've slowed down inflation in our history of ever slowing down inflation? You know what we had to do to interest rates? We had to get them above inflation. So if inflation's at 10%, we got to get it to right around 11. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff squeezed into, like I said, Sarah Carter, bottom of the hour. It's going to be very exciting just to have a chat about immigration. It's kind of this thing where one side talks about it. The other side ignores it. But let's take the politics in some way off and talk about some of the other stuff that's going on and the dangers of everything from not just the drugs, but the, the trafficking. And on the political side, how many people just kind of turn a blind eye? Well, I think we'd all be surprised. There's a darkness to it that is, you know, it's business, if you will. Crazy. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, Raycon, best earbuds around. I already tell you that. How about this? Amazing, incredible speakers. What? Oh, yeah. Or or how about this? Awesome gaming headphones. Wait a minute, Chad. Yeah, that's what they do. So when you're out there and you're worried about all the inflation, you're worried about getting the right deals, and, and it's Christmas time and the hubbub, and you're out there and the Karens are caroling their craziness, and the kids are just being kids, and you're like, ah! Take a deep breath and go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, get everybody what they need when it comes to the best of the best with Premium Audio, and that is Raycon's. Not only, like I said, they, they have everything you need. They've got, they've got these incredible bundles right now where you can get uh, a whole bunch of stuff at 30% off. And I'll tell you how to do that in a second. They've got pay now. Uh, they've got buy now, pay later. They've got all kinds of, of great opportunities for you to really check off a bunch of things on your list. Great style. The best sound, and when it comes to their earbuds and everything, my goodness, it's like they built it specially for your ear. Right now, go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. Now, when you use code EARLYBF, that's like early Black Friday, EARLYBF, you 
save 20% site-wide. Or if you do a holiday bundle, you save 30%. Get your deals now. Take some pressure off yourself when it comes to Christmas and see deflation rather than inflation. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad, buyraycon.com slash chad. And to save site-wide or on the bundles, use code earlybf, earlybf at buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Speaking of jobs, jobs, jobs. Well, today's a day at Twitter that people aren't thrilled about. Twitter notifying its 7,500 workers by email that many of them will not have a job there after Friday. The email saying the company knows it's difficult but must make the layoffs to ensure Twitter's success. The firings will affect the company's sales, trust and safety, marketing, product, engineering, and legal departments. Elon Musk trying to find a way to profit from his $44 billion purchase. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't. Again, I have no idea where he's going to go with this. It's not a cesspool. Not a lot has changed. Oh, people, I got called a Nazi long ago. Uh, I know I've been shadow banned for a long time. There's no doubt in my mind. Sorry, I, I can't have the audience that I do and get nothing out of Twitter. Nothing. Not a thing. It, it, it's crazy. It is. It is so like it's it's wacky. Uh, and I, and the funny thing is, is I'm not crazy, not a flamethrower. A lot of stuff's just very boring kind of, you know, you throw stuff out there and, and cause after a while I'm like, you know, more people get in trouble on, on Twitter than actually benefits them. But one of the things I was reading and depending on who you listen to, Elon says it's 10. I think business insider said it's as many as 14 for every coder that works there. So the person behind the scenes going coding. There is 10 to 14 managers. Think about that for a second. So for a moment, if you will, you go to, say, tag at a Walmart. You're there. There's 40 managers. There's one person in the back putting things back and and getting ready to stock. There's one person walking the floors, making sure everything's clean. There's one person that is ringing everybody up, and then there's one person outside getting the carts. That probably isn't a recipe for success. I'm just saying. It'll be interesting if he can pull this off, though. Some of the stuff he wants to do I would find interesting. Uh, But that being said, did you bite off? uh, You spent more than you wanted to. That's the real thing. You spent $44 billion for... You bid against yourself to purchase something that isn't worth $44 billion. It's not. It's worth... Well, for you, it's worth $44 billion, but can you turn it into something else? And if I'm him, you know, how do you get a younger generation to come to something when they've got TikTok? The numbers for TikTok, by the way, we will touch on this later, are insane. I mean, insane. The average person spends over an hour 
and 20 minutes a day on TikTok. An hour and 20 minutes. That's an average. I spend zero on TikTok. My uncle spends way too much time on TikTok. Sometimes I know I think the internet must be dead because it's 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 10 a.m. and he hasn't sent me something. But we joke about that. But that's an average. There are kids who spend their entire day on TikTok. It's crazy. And I see it with my son. I see it with my 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 stepdaughter. Uh, Lily, I was thinking, right in your brain, right? Get outside and do something. It is that addictive. Can he try to get some people that are younger to bite into some of that stuff and turn it into a platform where it's TikTok-like with some gaming capabilities and as well as is, you know, getting rid of advertisers. They're leaving now, but yeah, but bringing in a new way of doing things, we'll find out. It's a $44 billion gamble. Now, all that and free speech? Oh, baby. Coming up, let's talk border. Let's talk immigration. Let's talk illegal immigration. Let's talk trafficking, both drugs and humans. Let's talk about what's going on in the dark side of it with Sarah Carter. Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. There's a crisis happening at our southern border, and the story you're being told is a lie. The overwhelming majority are being sent back. Chinese-backed cartels, drug trafficking, humanitarian crisis, slavery, sex trafficking, murder, terrorism. Future generations of Americans will be thankful for our efforts to regain control of our borders. Welcome to the Dark Wars, where we'll tell you the truth about our border crisis and how it's damaging our national security and ravaging your neighborhood. That is just a little bit of a a trailer of Sarah Carter's new Dark Wars podcast that is dropped now, as the kids would say. She joins us right now. And Sarah, uh, first of all, amazing, uh, incredible, and at times terrifying what's going on at our border. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much, Chad, for having me on. And, you know, you've been on this story as well, willing to expose what is happening at our border. And it's it's absolutely devastating. You know, it doesn't matter what your position or anybody's position is on immigration. We're not talking about that. Immigration is supposed to be a legal form of entering the United States. We're talking about chaos at our U.S. southern border, nearly 2,000 miles uh, purposeful chaos that the Biden administration has created and uh, national security disaster for our nation. And not only that, it's a humanitarian disaster for the people that are being trafficked. And unfortunately, the only people that are benefiting from this, other than possibly the Biden administration, but I don't even know how they're benefiting from it, is um, the drug cartels and the human traffickers who are amassing hundreds of billions of dollars uh, in death. Um, this is death money. And they're able to challenge our own federal law enforcement and our own police force. It, it's really just devastating all around. 
It is devastating to look at. And I think, you know, we forget because we get caught up in the political battle of why aren't you closing the border and all of this stuff. But the reality is the humanitarian crisis, fentanyl pouring across our border, which is killing, you know, record pace of Americans every year. Human beings that are looking for something else. They're, They're fleeing violence and hell in their own country. They see us as a beacon of light and they're being taken advantage of. And that often gets overlooked because the politics of it, Sarah, is where the politicians make their money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, this is not just one sided. Uh, this goes to both sides of the, you know, the political spectrum. We've seen it both in Republican administrations. We've seen it in Democrat administrations. Um, and we're seeing people ignoring it now up on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's like having a huge elephant in the room. You brought up fentanyl. Um, I call it, I, I don't even say this is overdose deaths anymore. I believe that's an inaccurate term. It's I know poison. the parents of many, yeah, it's poisoning, exactly. And the parents of many children who have died from this poisoning have gone out in public, and I don't even know how they have the strength to do it after losing their children, and have done everything they could to warn other parents and other people about this. You know, one pill kills campaign. One pill kills. Why? Because we have counterfeit pills flooding our streets, flooding our streets that look like Percocet, Oxycontin, Adderall, you name it, it's out there. And if you borrow a pill from someone or you take a pill that isn't prescribed to you by your doctor, you are literally playing Russian roulette. And the reason this has to do with the border is not just the drug cartels. It's our adversaries that are literally taking advantage of the chaos at the border. Adversaries like China, for example, we talk a lot about that in the Dark Wars podcast, the one that we have coming up where we bring in people like Daniel Hoffman, Gordon Chang, Daniel Hoffman, former station chief with the CIA, worked for a long time on issues like this. Uh, Gordon Chang has been a longtime critic of the Chinese Communist Party. Others, human uh, people who work uh, against anti-human trafficking, who travel the world and really understand this in depth. And we actually go to El Salvador, Guatemala. I'm going into Mexico this month. We take you on these journeys, and I take you on these journeys. And I say we because it really is a team that made this happen. You know, we have great uh, editors, great writers, people that are together working in, in, in concert to make sure that we get the right information to the public so that the public knows and can make the right decisions. Because truly, this is one of the gravest threats against our nation. And right now, we see that with China. I bring it right back to China and fentanyl. The Chinese Communist Party is well aware that they are sending the precursor chemicals to Mexico um, and that are used by the drug cartels to manufacture these fentanyl poison pills, these counterfeit pills that are coming into our country. Literally over 107,000 people in 2021 the majority of which died from fentanyl poisoning. And right now, if you look at some of the statistics, and I believe they're underreported, but it is the biggest killer of young people in the United States. I think it was between 18 and 45 right now. That's just unheard of. It is. It's crazy. Talking to Sarah Carter, her uh, new podcast called The Dark Wars Pod. Uh, You know what is, you know, the thing that's interesting is you got to sit down with cartel members, coyotes. And mm-hmm. they're just, it is, it is, to me, it is like, it is so weird because they are literally, the, to, to them, human beings are no more than produce. It's just, it's, it's right. a package I'm moving. 
That's absolutely right. You know, Chad, I've been doing this for about 18 years now, maybe even a little bit longer, traveling to U.S.-Mexico border, covering the cartels, going in and out of uh, war zones, um, where I interviewed people that were even Taliban sympathizers or al-Qaeda sympathizers, going into Iraq, uh, covering ISIS uh, during the rise of ISIS. And I think it all kind of converges, right? There's a nexus of this of these really nefarious groups that have no loyalty to anyone uh, but power and money. And when our governments refuse, refuse to do what is right for their own people, and especially the American government failing to do what is necessary, I mean, the only job of an administration, of, of, of a president, really, the major job is to protect the security of the nation. And when you allow people like this to take control and to open gateways that can harm our people, that is a true failure of the government. You're right. I've spoken to some of these coyotes many times. Um, in this particular instance for this Dark Wars uh, series, I spoke to a coyote in El Salvador. I traveled to El Salvador. We did an exclusive interview. I was very lucky to have this interview set up. It's a very dangerous situation. But this coyote wanted to speak with me mainly because he does look at people like produce, but because the children that were being trafficked through his uh, trafficking organization were ending up in the hands of cartels in Mexico that were going beyond exploiting the children to enter the United States, they were taking some of these children for organ harvesting. Um, some of these kids come from the mountains in areas that are very rural where they have no birth certificates. There's no actual evidence that they ever even existed. If they disappear on the road, um, nobody would be the wiser unless somebody reported them. So you have children that are being taken, obviously, by sexual predators being run in these horrific sex rings. Um, I can't even go into describing to you some of the situations that we have seen where children as young as 20 months old um, have been abused so severely um, that it's irreparable. Um, and then you have, you know, children that disappear whose organs are being sold on the black market. You know, I think when the American public thinks of the border, we always think of it as like a separate story, like, oh, that's just there, that happens there. We think of it as numbers, kind of like when people get tired of hearing about war, right? They think of people as yeah. numbers. It's like two soldiers died today in a battle in, you know, Eastern Afghanistan or something. And it's horrible, but we're so busy. We don't really think of it in terms of how this is affecting us or what those people were doing there or how their lives ended there. I think what's really important for Americans to understand and why this is so important to each and every one of us. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. I love my children dearly. I tell them every day about, you know, I don't try to scare them too much, but there is an age-appropriate way of telling kids. You don't take anything that anyone gives you off the streets. You know, this is the reason why. But this Dark Wars podcast, has a, it's a way of educating parents and American citizens and people that want to know of the real dangers that we're facing when we have a government that does not do what it needs to do to protect us. And it gives the power back to us and puts the power back in our hands. And I, I really believe we need to do that. We need, and we put the power back in our hands by educating ourselves and knowing what's really going on. I don't think anybody in the audience here 
would allow or want anything to happen to any child in the world. That if we heard that this was happening to a child two blocks from our house, we would do everything we could to prevent it and stop it. So I just want everybody to realize if you care about the people being trafficked, if you care about the migrants who are searching for a better life, put a stop to what is happening at the border. We have to stop that first. We have to take away the power from these dangerous, I call terrorist organizations. We have to take away their power, their ability to blackmail our government, their ability to outsmart, outresource our law enforcement. We got to pull the rug out from under them. We got to get on the offensive, not on the defensive. We got to fight them. And then if we, after that, we can revamp our immigration system if we need to and if we need to make it better. This is about saving lives, our children as well as their children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talking to Sarah Carter here about her uh, Dark Wars podcast, which is is out now, episode number one. We've got about two minutes here, and I want to ask you about this. So this week, a uh, disturbing report came out that uh, there are people with inside the Mexican government that are trying to negotiate some sort of weird, I'm going to say it, half-ass, like, you know, ceasefire with the Sinaloa cartel and another couple cartels where they're essentially going to say, okay, you guys go legit, and we're fine with that. Just stop killing people. And uh, how much, I mean, there's parts of the border that they've just completely, parts of Mexico, they've just given up trying to control Mexico as, and it's a free-for-all. They've got to have a part to play in this. Well, absolutely. And look, the Mexican government under AMLO, you know, uh, right now is failing. He's failing um, to stand up for his own people. And I'm going to say that openly right now. we have seen the cartels going back as far as Vincente Fox when he was president and I was covering the wars on the U.S.-Mexico border between Sinaloa and Los Zetas, you know, and especially in Nuevo Laredo where people were being just gunned down on the streets. You could literally sit across the border, Chad. I would, I would look across the border from Laredo, Texas, and you could see the gun battles in Nuevo Laredo happening like live, like a TV show, like a cops episode, you know. But the reality was is that people were being slaughtered. And people are being slaughtered. And when I went into Mexico and interviewed people in Mexico, they would tell me we're prisoners. We're prisoners in our own communities by these cartels. Look, the Mexican government doesn't need to cut any deal with terrorists. The Sinaloa cartel is a terrorist organization. They have beheaded people. They have trafficked human. They have sold children. They have been involved in organ harvesting and trafficking. These are horrific people that have a horrific, nefarious background that would be willing to sell out our nation. And by the way, they would be willing to turn their head and traffic people into this country. I guarantee it. That would be willing to do a severe harm, much like Al Qaeda did. So we have to we have to be willing and we have to be willing to be courageous enough to stand up to them and have partners to the South that are courageous enough to stand up to them. The problem is, is that they've amassed so much money, hundreds of billions of dollars, that they've literally embedded themselves over the years into the government. They've become a part of the fabric of these governments, a pseudo shadow government, right? So the fight is going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But we have to be willing to do it. We gain absolutely nothing from negotiating with these criminal organizations. Nothing at all. What do we gain by it? 
Nothing. 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 And again, it hurts everybody uh, on right. either side of the border. Sarah Carter's name, the uh, the podcast. People want to go there, darkwarspod.com. Uh, check it out. So episode two drops next week. That's right. Episode two drops next week. Everything about China that you can imagine and the border. And we interview everybody from Governor Stitt of Oklahoma to, like I said, you know, Daniel Hoffman. We have sources from the DEA that speak to us anonymously about what is going on. It is an in-depth look at how our nation is being manipulated by our adversaries because we're failing to do what we need to do at the border. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, everybody check out uh, Dark Wars Pod. We're going to put it on our, our Twitter. Uh, follow us back, Sarah, okay? I'll, t- I'll tweet it out. You follow us back. I'm doing it right now. I can't believe I'm not. Fo- I love you, Chad. You, you have thank- a great show. I mean, it's fantastic. Th- well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Nobody paid her to say that. Uh, uh, thanks so much. And no, we'll talk to you soon. No, me at all. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Sarah. Thanks. You got it. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. And uh, by the way, if you listen to this, it's terrifying. And we we hear such a small part of it that is very much PG. If we saw the real triple X of the evil that goes on, I think we'd have a different viewpoint. And maybe that what needs to shock us into changing. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. What a great uh, interview. If you missed any of it, grab it. Sarah Carter joined the program. Talk about the insanity of what's going on there. And I said before we went to break, I said, Sometimes the only way to get an understanding of what is happening is to not sugarcoat it. And we have a tendency to sugarcoat things or, you know, vanilla them down, if you will. And I say that's a very rude thing to say to vanilla. Vanilla is an amazing ice cream. But we do have a tendency uh, to do that. And I, I I don't know why, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it is terrifying to think of all the things that are going on down there that we don't know about. And, you know, the, the, ins, the, the just the, the, the sickening thoughts of taking a child. I have a four-year-old, a 12-year-old, I have two stepchildren. I love them. They're amazing. I love kids. Kids are great. I couldn't imagine it innocent. Think about this for a second. Think about what she was talking about, that there are children who essentially live in, you know, very forest-like lands in parts of Central America, and their lives are worth nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. If they disappeared, nobody would care. That's terrifying. It is. It is terrifying to think that. And it's a sad situation 
that we've allowed it to get to this point. And part of it is because of our consumption of the drugs and our appetite for it. The other part of it is is the complicity of, of big governments. It is it's it's ugly, but it's a mess that we need to absolutely get a hold of. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up? Happy Friday, baby! I feel like we should play some rock music. Oh, baby, it's Friday. Play the hits. It is the final weekend. It's your final shopping days for the for the for for the person you want to vote for. I don't know what to do. It's the final weekend for me to shop and see which one I want. Do I want this guy over here or that gal? I don't know. Do I want this person or that person? I don't know. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you what's going on in your mind. You do know. Hmm? You do know. You just don't know if you have the stomach to do it. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah, you don't know if you have the stomach to do it. You do know. You know exactly which side you want to vote for. You just don't know if you want to vote for that person. Hey, Chad, I think you're right. You're hoping that there's something out there. Like this, if I hold on to the last moment, they're going to say something. Okay, fine. I feel good about giving you my vote. I feel good about that. Oh, oh, yeah, he's right. I see. So it's very interesting uh, to 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 see and hear people talk about. You know, I'm still waiting. I'm still. Now, now there are people out there that are lazy. Let's be real. I've been guilty of it before, when I was younger, as a kid, and uh, uh, I got away from politics for a while. Because I thought, well, this this is just driving me crazy. But uh, and and then you know, it's like it, it's a. I love not the game of politics. I love the 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 understanding of it. I love the fact that there is so much that is so great about our system and what we do with it. That we do not have a king or a queen. We do not have royalty. We have, in theory, just individuals. Who decided, hey, I think I'm going to try to do something to better our country. And these are my ideas. And then somewhere along the line, it became a bunch of grifters and full-time people. And we lost the plot, as they would say in England. Oh, man, it went, we lost the plot on that one, didn't we? And that's kind of where I am right now. We lost the plot. Yeah, But I'm telling you guys right now, you do know. It might be the final shopping weekend before the midterms you know who you want to vote for but can you stomach it right can you stomach it 
can you just like can, can you do can you pull the proverbial trigger? I don't know if you can. And that's why, uh, you know, because if you look at the like independence, where are you? I mean, wh- where are you really leaning? Because what I always talk about independence is the reality is, is being an independent means you're not beholden to a party. But the reality is, is you came from a party and you don't have a third party to vote for. So you're just saying you're independent, but you're going to have to choose. It's like a gender. You could say you're 12 genders, but at the end of the day, you're one or the other. (laughs) Oh, man, he worked gender in it. You guys keep going. I got a lot of stuff to work into it. But that's our frustration. And that's a lot of you out there are here all the time. I want to vote Republican or I want to vote Democrat or I but I just I don't know if I have it in me to vote for said person. I get that. And I think most people out there who haven't voted yet and have had opportunities and the mail in vote and all that stuff uh, and you're you're holding on, you're looking for something out there that will push you over the line. It's like, I'm not asking for everything. I'm asking for a little. Just give me a little baby bird. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, will the Fed stop raising rates? That's one of the big things that's not being talked about. It's like, oh, rates go up. And we touch on it a little bit, but I'm going to give you some scary statistics in a moment. Not after a strong jobs report like this. This is sort of the last piece of the puzzle for the Fed to start seeing there's a slowdown. And there's no indication that this hot job market is slowing down. And also this week, before today's report, we got a number out. 10.7 million job openings in the month of September, which means there are nearly two job openings for every person out there looking for work. Yeah! Alexis uh, Christophe. Christophorus. Big muckety muck in the, the, you know, works for ABC and everybody else talking about the economy. She gets it. But she talks about the Fed hiking rates. Two things. First, have you seen what our interest is on the debt that we owe as America? You know, you got one of those high interest credit cards you're still paying from a dinner from like eight years ago kind of thing. That's us now. Secondly, to get where we're going to want to be to fight inflation, at some time, I think the feds are going to have to figure it out in the way that they did back in the day. Maybe not the jump as high, but there's never been a time where we didn't essentially move the rate above inflation to try to quash inflation. That would mean your house that you want to buy. Let's just say you're buying a house. I, I you know, we, we've talked about this before, and many of you are a little bit older. You remember this? Like, you bought a house 30 years ago, 25 years ago. You bought a house, and you were stoked at 10 percent. It might have to get to that or above to push inflation down. That's kind of where we're headed. And people buy what they can afford on your payment. Yesterday, my buddy Chris Scott was in here. He runs a huge dealership out here for uh, uh, GMCs, Liberty GMC. Check him out online. 
And uh, Chris is, you know, we were chatting and he goes, yeah, people buy payment. I mean, you know, everybody wants this, but they buy payment. And if you can afford, you know, with rates going up, the people out there that buy payment, they're the price of that car that they can afford is going down. They want a truck. Uh, they're going to have to settle for a sedan kind of thing. And it's it's because what they could have afforded, say, six months ago was the truck. But because of the interest rates right now, it's they're having to make choices. And it's going to be the same way with homes. This is what people are talking about. They don't understand the nuance and the complexity because, quite frankly, it's boring. But they do know when they get their statements, like, damn! Or when they're looking at houses and like, hey, we can't afford what we wanted and what we could afford six months ago. I mean, we can still afford the same payment. We just can't afford that house. That all plays into what when we're talking about when it comes to the election. Who do you think is going to be better at the economy? Because at the end of everything, when you lay your head down at the end of the day on that pillow and you're talking to your wife or you're texting your friends or or you're, you know, get ready to think about something. It is about the economy that will make your tummy, your stomach go. It's about the economy that will wake you up in the middle of the night. And by that, I mean your job your lack of being able to hire any kind of good employees, the the continual, uh, you know, uh, seeing the rising of all of the things that you have to purchase to keep your business going. And with those rise of prices, knowing full well that you're having to rise, you know, raise prices everywhere on your menu or whatever it is you do. And you're waiting for that moment when somebody says, dude, I can't afford to do this anymore. We're not there yet. And that's going to have to be one of those things where I have a feeling the Fed's going to, they're not done. Not at all. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff squeezed into, we're going to talk a little Kanye, a little Kyrie Irving. If you don't know the story about Kyrie, he's an interesting and odd character uh, who definitely does his own thing uh, in his own way. And he has rubbed more than a few people the wrong way when it comes to some stuff, but uh, uh, suspended. And uh, will he ever play uh, a game for the Nets again? Wait to hear what he was suspended for. Oh, my goodness. And Kanye, well, Anthony just read us something he tweeted out. <laughs> it's just, he needs help, is what we're saying, kids. He needs help. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You go to Rough Greens right now, Rough Greens. And you get a free bag of Rough Greens called K9 Vada Smart. Now, what is it? It is this incredible supplement that's a powder. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food. That's it. That's all you got to do. You don't do anything else. You have to mix it with some special blend. You don't have to pour a bunch of water. I got to go warm water. None of that stuff. What it's going to do is it's going to essentially activate and bring all the nutrients and goodness out while adding to the food that you already have, which is what you want. It's going to keep your dogs healthier, happier, give them more energy. And that's kind of what we all want with our pets. We love our pets. I love my pets. So why not do something for them that is going to be great for them short-term and long-term? 
Try it now. Canine Vitasmart. You get it for free by going to ruffgreens.com slash chad. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. They're going to send you a bag free. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. States? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, <laughs> Russia, Suriname. Leonard, Brass, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake. What's trending? Let's talk about trending on the web of internet. Shall we play a game? Oh, we shall play a game. Let's start. Uh, let's see here. Let's start today in Twitter land. Okay, Chad. Let's start there. Drake, the number one trending thing right now. Followed by hashtag Twitter layoffs. Twitter layoffs are trending on Twitter. <laughs> How weird is that? That's irony. Friday morning, Friday vibes. Oh, yeah, baby. Got that Friday feeling. Oprah's trending as well because she's endorsed not Dr. Oz, who she helped make super famous, but uh, the the legend that is John Fetterman. And I say legend because he is anything but. Uh, I just... It was because of the stroke. Well, the stroke doesn't help as far as communicating, which is, again, your number one job is communicating and and selling your ideas. But uh, before that, you just have to look at his record of being unemployed, basically, till he was like 40 years old, living off his mom and dad's date. And then he got a job as a mayor of a town that I think the mayor previously was a cat. Cat did a better job, has better approval ratings. Your big B to him, Chad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Head on over to Google where stuff's trending. By the way, what do you think's trending on the Google? Uh, Twitter layoffs. <laughs> oh my God, the Twitter layoffs. How do I vote? A million people searched that yesterday. Are you that late? Are you like, I don't even know how to vote? I don't. Don't even. Can I just mail it in? Do I just throw it at somebody? How's this work? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Justin Verlander won a game last night in the World Series. Guy's done everything. You know what he's never done? Never won a game. Played in World Series. Never won a game. Won a game last night. Ray Guy, the Hall of Famer. First punter to go into the NFL Hall of Fame. Passed away at age 73. Drake. And just trending everywhere. Imran Khan, the great former Pakistan uh, cricket player who was their prime minister was shot yesterday. He's in stable condition, and unfortunately for Phil, as we were just talking about earlier, uh, the 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 chaos of the commanders. I almost said the commandos, which is not their name, because apparently Jeff Bezos is interested in buying them. If you've not heard the story about Daniel Snyder, so in 1999, this guy buys the team. Right? What was he? Was he like one of the founders of FedEx or something? Is that what it was, Phil? No, he was, um, he had an amusement park or yeah, something, something. Like but he, it, it, the guy built up a, a mass amount of wealth. 
And he bought the team. And he threw a lot of money at the team. And most of it was basically he was buying players I think he liked. And his team sucked. Never really did much. So here we are, low these many years later. And nobody really likes him that much. Uh, And so he's had some issues in the NFL. Uh, including the fact that there's a toxic workplace culture that led to a congressional investigation of his team. Sports is a true old boys club. And he, being a younger of the old boys, uh, along the way apparently amassed lots of info on other owners. And the reason is to get rid of your team, but to have it taken away from you, you have to, for all intents and purposes, show something that's detrimental to the sport. And in doing so, the other owners, to a tune of 75%, I think, have to vote you out. He wanted to make sure that if you're going to vote me out, I'm going to take every one of you. I don't own a team. You don't own a team. Kind of thing. So it's very... Interesting the way that he's been kind of, uh, you know, now hemming and hawing on whether to sell it, valued at $5.6 billion. And the reason is because there's not a lot of these. You could own all of the companies you want. You can own all the property you want. You could own the biggest boat in the world, and you could build a bigger one tomorrow. But when it comes to sports teams, for these guys... It is a feather in the cap, and they want it bad. It's a status symbol. Jeff Bezos may buy it. We'll see if that happens. But the whole thing is fascinating with just, you know, the whole workplace culture and the fact that he targeted other owners. It's crazy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah. You know what's going to be interesting? Uh, you know, so we're going through, we're talking about who's going to win? What's the biggest thing to talk about? Everybody's out there like, it's this, or it's that, or it's this, or it's that. And, blah, 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 blah. and something we're not talking about is the elections themselves. And and I say that because it was yesterday, uh, during my, so I do two shows, if you guys don't know that, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty much just, this all I do is work. I mean, I mean know what my kid looks like anymore like jack uh but uh charlie as we were chatting yesterday on on the show i said you know it's gonna be we talk about the you know people watching drop boxes because because you're insane but what about the night of the election because i'm predicting this now so we should write this down and let's put it on tape there's gonna be issues 
aplenty. So let's let's map this out so we know what's going to happen. And not in every state, because each state counts differently. But what you're going to see is early jump for Democrats in some places, because mail-ins will be counted first. Other places, you're going to see an early jump for Republicans because they count the walk-in vote and, you know, the, the old school voter, the OG voter, the OGV voter first. And then what you're going to see is, so the Democrats in some areas are going to have a lead, but then the they're going to count the walk-in votes later, and it's going to be dwindling down big time. Oh. And in other places, they count the the voter that walks in first, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're going to get that drop, right? Uh-oh. Oh. But think about this. As we talk about all of those things, think about the people that are counting them. I would want no part of any of this with the insanity that's going on. Right now, I would want zero part of going into this to any of these offices, doing our due diligence to to, you know, here's all the stuff. Here's everything about me. Fine. Come on in. We'd like you to have you, you know, a Republican, Democrat. You know, we need to have some balance here. Fine. You're going to be over here with these two people. You got to, You know, the tiebreaker. There's going to be places where everything is going to be challenged. I don't know if that signature is real. I, I, I can't, you know, uh, you know, and, and it's going to be that and there's going to be I bet you there's going to be fights. But then think about the people that are going to be leaving with all of the craziness going on. I do worry about that. From July 2021 to August 2022, the Department of Justice's Election Threats Task Force say they've reviewed over a thousand reports of hostile communications directed at election workers, causing shortages of workers in some counties throughout the country. Yeah. Why would you want to? I mean, you know, you, 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 you hear these stories, this nightmare of what some of these people are doing. And some of these people are just volunteers. Why would you want to go through any of that? I have had some incidences in, in the past where people have followed me back to my neighborhood. But it, um, you know, a bit nerve wracking. You were followed. Mm-hmm. That prompted me to start talking with the sheriff about, you know, personal safety. Uh, he recommended that I wear a, a ballistic vest whenever I feel necessary. I wear one pretty much every single day. You come to work with a bulletproof vest? Huh? Yes. Yeah, I'll take a hard pass on that. I'll take a hard pass. This isn't some far-gone land that is in its third iteration this year on on the map and people are finally going to the polls and the 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 military who wants to overthrow it is going to be fought by the by the 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 rebels and the military that that defected and if you dare go you're going to get blown up this is we're talking Colorado and Arizona where you've got people who are like Ugh, no chance in hell would I want that it, it, it's nuts so for a moment, let's think about, for all the talk of who do we think is going to win, think about the people that are going in there, they're going to be counting the votes. Think about the people that are going in there and they've got these gigs because they believe it's rigged. 
And there's going to be all kinds of stories of I saw this and I saw that. And I'm telling you, write this stuff down. I mean, it's and they 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 were just they were throwing ballots away or they were doing this or I saw them. It's it's going to be frustrating as hell. Come Monday, I mean, come, you know, come Tuesday night already, because, you know, we already know that Wednesday is lawfare is, you know, they have warfare. Well, lawfare is one of the new big words this year where lawyers are going to be lowering up. But you're going to have people after person who is going to be threatening people. They're going to be fighting. People are going to be followed. And this stuff is it's not going anywhere. And that's a sad state that we're in. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. By the way, speaking of the midterms, it's spendy. It's also shaping up to be the most expensive midterm election in history by far. According to a study just out by the Wesleyan Media Project, nearly $3 billion have spent have been spent just on television ads. That translates into about 4.3 million TV ads political commercials bombarding television screens across the country uh, just in the last couple of months. Wow. Doesn't anybody find it weird that somebody would spend 50 or $100 million raising money and spending it on a campaign to get a job that pays you 180000 <laughs> Always found that weird. There's got to be more to the story. Power, ego, prestige, fattening your pockets later on down the line. Yeah, a lot of it. Just, you know, throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. The amount of money we're spending on midterms. Just like we were talking about earlier. Make no mistake and do not underestimate. So we're talking about football and owning a football team, an NFL team. And owning an NFL team is that feather in the cap. Much like that. Make no mistake. That being a politician is also one of those things. That feather in the cap, that ego. And you have to have some ego. Nowadays, you have to have, like, that's all you have to have. You don't have anything else. But there is something to that. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson, Charles, Twitter, tweet at us. If you haven't heard the story, uh, well, first of all, let's just talk about uh First and foremost, Kanye. He is, uh, the other day, he he likened himself to Emmett Till. If you guys don't know the story of Emmett Till, there's a movie out about it. If you, but a uh, uh, supposedly, I think he was 12, he whistled at a white woman, which he didn't. But he was murdered. And not just murdered, murdered. He was absolutely destroyed in what was, again, another dark eye. And in in this country, in the way that things were, and thank God we've moved so far away from that. But to even liken yourself, Kanye did the other day that he feels he's been Emmett Tilled, he's been lynched in the in the media. Well, he tweeted this out: "I'm taking a 30 day cleanse because he's back on Twitter, a verbal fast, no alcohol, no adult films, no intercourse." In God we praise, but my Twitter is still lit. <laughs> Which brings us to this guy. Also another character that is interesting. Uh, if you don't know anything about him, he's a basketball player. Plays for the Brooklyn Nets. 
kind of, sort of, maybe. Not quite sure for much how much longer. But a hell of a player. But a pain in the ass. And he is now suspended. Irving had tweeted a link to a documentary that denies the Holocaust. He deleted it last week, but continued to defend his actions. He also resisted demands to, quote, unequivocally denounce anti-Semitism. Late Wednesday, he and the Nets announced they would each donate $500,000 to anti-hate groups. But after once again refusing to apologize, the team finally had enough, saying Irving is, quote, unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Just hours after that suspension, Irving backing down and apologizing yeah so he again his apology was was it like a super apology again i'm gonna repeat i don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again but this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions i told you guys how i felt i respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life that's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Yeah, so Kyrie Irving tweeted out a... It's just a very interesting thing about a movie that he, I guess he wanted people to watch. Uh... And the movie is uh, more than a little controversial, though you can get it on Amazon and there's a book, too. Uh, You can go get it there. But essentially what the movie points at is. Hey, guess what? Black people are the real Israelis. The Jews played a huge part in. Slavery. And on top of that, uh, you know, it, he it, it definitely denies the Holocaust. And it's called Hebrew Hebrews uh, to Negroes. Wake up, black America. So. And is, you know, we don't live in that time, right? Where you think, you know, this is social media. I saw Bob Costas said, it. you know what? He's an idiot. But he's an interesting character. He's the one who wouldn't get vaccinated. And said, fine, I'll just sit out the air. And then he played in away games, but he couldn't play at home, which was stupid. He could be on the bench without a mask, but he couldn't play in the game. Don't know why. Well, we know why now. But still, he is also tweeted out a bunch of Alex Jones stuff from way before. But he's also the guy that believes the earth is flat. Oh. But he's also a pain in the ass. He's a great player, but he's one of those guys that he's a head case. The year before last, when he they were doing team pictures, he had a hat on. They said, can you remove their hat? They said, Photoshop it out. Everywhere he goes, it's one of those things where you got this great talent, but a pain in the ass. But he does a lot of this stuff to himself. And that's why he won't say he's anti-Semitic, because he's like, can't be. Is that what you're intimating at? Is 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 that it? That 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 you believe in the movie? You don't believe? You wanted to get five hundred grand, but they said we don't want your money. It is, and it's an ugly thing because the NBA is trying to crack down on Kyrie. All the while, though, if you'd said something about China, the NBA came after you, right? 
Daryl Morey got fired, the guy who ran the Houston uh, Rockets. Why? Because he said something about China. Basically, about Hong Kong and all the NBA players. Ah, well, their deals were over there. But not a lot of people talking about this. Not a lot of NBA players out there saying, I, I'm, I do not condone this. Charles Barkley came out and did. Yeah, Barkley came out immediately and did. I think the NBA dropped the ball. In what way? Uh, I think he should have been suspended. Uh, I think Adam should have suspended him. First of all, Adam's Jewish. You can't take my $40 million and insult my religion. You're going to insult me. You have the right, but I have the right to say, no, you're not going to take my $40 million and insult my religion. I think the NBA, they made a mistake. We have suspended people and fined people who have made homophobic slurs. Uh, and that that was the right thing to do. I think if you insult the, uh, the black community, you should be suspended. I'm heavily depending. I saw they did the same thing to the kid in Minnesota this year when he made the gay slur. Yeah. So it's interesting. The whole thing's interesting. Uh, and they're definitely, I mean, you know, it's, it's fallen on deaf ears and it's very quiet and it, it's interesting. It really is. So we'll see what happens. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. You can tweet right at us. Follow us on Twitter at Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say All right, give you my picks every single week. I'm waiting for those big gambling sites to go, Chad, we need your picks, baby. Uh, 76-47-1 with my win last night. I did not win, but the Eagles did for me. Let's take a look at the rest of it and get you situated where you bet the house. You don't need Powerball tomorrow night. Uh, Colts, Patriots, take the Pats. Packers are going to beat up on the Lions. Chargers, Falcons, the way the Chargers have been playing, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to go with them. Bills, Jets. Sorry, Jets. It's uh, The excitement is over. You're going to get a wake-up call again this week. Bills crush the Jets. Vikings and the Commanders. Going Vikes on this one. I'm going to take the Bengals over the uh, Panthers. The I, I, I look at the Raiders and the Jets. I guess somebody has to win. Uh, I'm going to go Jaguars. I'm going to go Jags on this one. Dolphins, Bear goes. Uh, Dolphins, Bears? Dolphins. Ugh. It's, I, I, I think the Bears are actually playing a little bit better, but I'm going to go with uh, the uh, the Dolphins on this. And I got the Seahawks beating the Cards, and then the Rams-Buccaneers. I got the Rams winning, and then Sunday night Chiefs-Titans go with the Chiefs. Oh, baby, and a Monday Saints-Ravens. Take the Ravens. There's your big win right there. So you don't have to worry about Powerball tomorrow. I set you up. Should play some Powerball though. But you're not gonna need Powerball money to get my pillow's amazing per kale bed sheets. 250 thread count. Oh smooth smeeping on a million bucks. That's what it's gonna make you feel like. Because it's awesome. I love the feel. Slide on in. 
They just feel comfortable and great, and you're going to have tons of colors and styles to choose from. Normally, 90 bucks. Yours for $40 right now. 60-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like him, send it back. No questions asked. They fit perfect on your bed, and you got uh, the, the the whole thing. The pillows, you know, uh, you know, you got the pillowcases, all the stuff that goes with it for only $40. Deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, including the MyPillow, including the mattress topper, the slippers, and the towels. Take advantage of this and get those amazing percale bed sheets right now for $40, normally $90. Go to buy uh go to mypillow.com slash Benson. That's mypillow.com slash Benson. You know all you're buying right there. Mypillow.com slash Benson at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other things that are out there. Take advantage of uh that and uh, you can also reach us at 323 323- 538-2423, 323-538-CHAD. That's the text line. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is it, the final weekend before the midterms. And oh my goodness, I'm glad about that. What's on everybody's mind? That's the big thing. Are you done voting? Are you still hemming and hawing? I think the people out there that are are in a position where they're, as I like to say, hemming and hawing, they know who they want to vote for. The question is, can they stomach it? You know exactly who you want to vote for. But you don't want to vote for them. But you don't really have a choice unless you just don't vote. Which, by the way, it's also a protest. If you're not voting because you're lazy, that's not a protest. If you're not voting because you're saying to yourself, until you send me people I want to vote for, not people I want to vote against, I am not going to participate. That, too, to me, is a vote. And I always hear people say, oh, well, you know, uh, you can't do that, Chad, because then you can't have skin in the game and you can't complain. No, you can complain. Here's my complaint. If you're a Republican and you're not happy with your choices— And you're like, I'm not going to vote, even though that may hurt you. You've not sent me something worthy of something that is, to me, sacred. You've not sent me something that is absolutely something that I take, I hold in the highest regard. This thing here is I hold it at the highest point that I can hold it in in humanity of, of the freedoms that we have. And I cannot in good conscience give you this vote because the people that you have sent me are not worthy. And I'm not going to vote for the other side to hurt you. 
I'd just rather say, until you send me somebody better, I'm not going to do it. And I think that is a fine thing. Now, if you're lazy, again, eh, you're lazy, you're lazy. But if you're saying my not voting is my voting, this is one of those times where, you know what, I'm totally fine with that. I haven't decided who I'm going to vote for in some of the races. I haven't even decided if I'm going to vote. There's a there's 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 a portion of me that says, you know what? I don't think any of these people are worth any of the votes that I would want to cast because I just don't believe that they've earned it. It's an odd thing to say, right? Yeah. Now, in your state, you may have somebody out there that you really want to vote for. But how many of you, and we've talked about this for you, are voting against something? I'm voting against woke culture. I'm voting against higher taxes. I'm voting against an open border. But you're not voting for somebody who you think can deliver it. You're just doing everything you can to send somebody there that you think may delay some of what may be coming or vice versa. it's, it's, It's frustrating. It is. It is. And if you're the Democrats right now, what are you running on? Honestly, abortion? No, no, that's not really working. I mean, look at the white women, that that study about white suburban women who make up about 20 percent or so, 25 percent of the electorate. They are bouncing. It's almost a 30 point difference from August till now when it comes to where they're going. So abortion, isn't it? You know, what is it? Simple and easy. It's what I said yesterday. And what I've been saying since uh, James Carville uttered those words, it's the economy, stupid. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Trevor Noah actually did something about this. It sounds a little familiar, like, I kind of did something like this yesterday. However they're saying it, Obama and Biden are making the same point. This election is about whether America wants to continue being a democracy. All right? And that's actually a tough sell, believe it or not. It really is. Because ironically, democracy isn't what's on people's minds right now, right? People are paying more for groceries. They're paying more for gas. And Democrats are going, yeah, we know that sucks, but democracy. And voters are like, can I eat democracy? Can I fill my tank with democracy? It's a challenge. It really is. Yeah. No, you can't, by the way. No, you can't. I had a donut this morning. It was not a democracy donut. It was just a regular old donut. That's what it was. That's what it was. The Democrats issues are, well, inflation. I mean, it, it, that, that's a huge issue. I don't care who you are, uh, what side of the aisle you are on. Inflation sucks. It's not like Democrats are going, yeah, yeah, this this inflation doesn't hurt. It's awesome. You guys should love it more. Republic. No, they think it sucks, too. Unlike some people out there, Joy Reid, by the way, can we just say, why MSNBC? Why? Oh, some of the insanity. I have actually never heard a person who isn't an economist or works on CNBC. I used to do CNBC a lot as a guest. And the only people I ever heard use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? They've taught people the word inflation. By the way, everybody was taught some word. 
Like every word. <laughs> you just didn't pop out knowing the stuff. And yeah, maybe somebody doesn't go words inflation. You know what they say? Man, these prices suck. They're going up. I wish there was a word for that. Oh, it's called inflation. Oh, well, there is a word for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who made it up? Apparently the GOP. Inflation. Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word and they, they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote. You know, the reasons they really want to vote. Yeah, that's it. God, you ever sit there? And go, how do people get on television? How do you, how do you do? What do you have to do? Talk about it. So they were taught the word inflation to, 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 to bring down the Democrats. We're taught the word inflation. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we were taught that. Well, again, higher price. What do, I mean, what do we call it? Like, it's uh, this thing here, This the, the price of this thing is, is going up, and it's going up exponentially. And the money I have isn't going as far as I used to uh, have it go. And, and it feels like my money actually is cheaper than it used to be. And, and I, th- th- is there a word for that? I, I just don't know. And the GOP is like, inflation. You're like, oh, my God. How dare you say that? Oh, jeez, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. That is the thing. And let's be real. Democrats have had a tough time. They don't know how to spin the narrative. They come out, they talk democracy, and they talk abortion. That's just not moving the needle. Does it feel like a red wave? Yeah, of course it does. And, and again, uh, uh, I'm not paid to say that. I'm paid to say, you know, we faint and feel. I mean, I get it. Look, I mean, I could be the cheerleader. I'm also a pragmatist. You feel it. And it goes to my fundamental grievance with my damn party. We're getting crushed on narrative. We're going to have to do better in terms of getting on the offense and stopping on the damn defense. That is Gavin Newsom. Yeah narrative and the narrative this time has been painted by the republicans listening and going it's the economy it's the absolute economy crime is becoming another narrative as well every time i look on tv it's like well crime's really not that bad here crime's really not i mean it's it's they're they're trying but then you go and look at the numbers and it's like you know hey you know so-and-so states that are red have a lot of crime compared to the blue well, if you stop prosecuting stuff as crime, <laughs> right? If like theft is no longer a crime, it would be a crime in other states. These states just happen to prosecute crime where this state over here doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are pissed and angry, right? And and you know how that is. It's you're, you're going to take it. Like how many of us have, have known this? For you? you got a friend or it's like even your mom or your dad, they're angry. It doesn't matter at some point while they're, they, they, the anger at the end of the day is usually, you know, an accumulation of things like with road rage. That wasn't the first time that guy was ever cut off. But it was the first time since his wife left him, since he got fired from his job or since and, and that thing Boom, you're catching. There's a rage that's on people's minds. They they are frustrated for two years of being indoors and then feeling like they were kind of lied to. And then they're 
also being told, well, we gave you all this money and that's kind of why there's inflation. And people are a little bit pissed and angry over the fact that they they they're, they're, they just feel like things are out of control when they're really not. But they can't put their finger on it. And their finger on it is a lot of different things. But the economy is the thing that is the stress that's with them 24-7. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. They're thinking about it. What do I do? How do I go from here to there? What can I do to make this better? What can I do to pay for this? That's the thing. And and everything else is just another needle on the haystack as this thing gets ready to, to, to tumble. And the tumbling is what's going to happen potentially on Tuesday. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I would tell you this. You look at the polls, and then I always remind myself, can I believe those polls? Only as much as I can believe people. And I think House said it best. Everybody lies. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us? Text the program. Sarah Carter's going to join us uh, at the bottom of the hour. She's got a very interesting podcast uh, about, in a documentary, about what's going on at the border. Stuff that you're not going to hear about the entire thing that's happening at the border from, from, from you know, the complicitness of, of, of many people who know what's happening and they were in government to human trafficking and all of the other things that we're not being told. And she's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Right now, I'm going to talk about Raycons. Uh, you're going to love your Raycons. With the holidays here, here's one thing that's not inflated, but instead it's deflating the prices, and that is Raycon. Don't get Just don't get stuck in the hubbub of the hustle and bustle at times, scrambling to find the gift that you think. Everybody loves audio, and premium audio delivered through Raycons is amazing. Wireless earbuds, headphones, speakers, premium sound, up to 54 hours of battery life, and a fit that's so amazing it feels like it was made for you. That's what they deliver time in and time out. Premium sound that you could not believe is what Raycon delivers straight to you with their products. Now, here's the beauty of what they have right now. They've got great deals going on. And they've got buy now, pay later options going on right now for the holidays. But if you go to buyraycon.com slash Chad and you use code EARLYBF, you're going to get 20% off site-wide. But if you do a holiday bundle using the code EARLYBF, you're going to get 30% off that bundle. Try it now. Save big. Don't worry about the stress of the holidays. And here's some deflated prices. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad buyraycon.com slash chad use code early bf to save 20 to 30 percent buyraycon.com slash chad code early bf it is the chad benson show you're listening to the chad benson show Twitter notifying its 7,500 workers by email that many of them will not have a job there after Friday. The email saying the company knows it's difficult but must make the layoffs to ensure Twitter's success. The firings will affect the company's sales, trust and safety, marketing, product, engineering, and legal departments. Elon Musk trying to find a way to profit from his $44 billion purchase. Yeah, uh, everybody's freaking out about that. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, you knew this was going to happen. I'm hearing he wants to tap 2,000 people at Twitter. Here's something interesting. Are you ready for this? I've heard varying estimates from this. And oddly enough, Elon Musk says it's 10. 
Other people in the tech industry says it's as many as 14 managers for every single person who is coding at the organization. So think about that. That's like having, imagine if you went to Walmart or Target and there's 40 managers and one person stocking and another person that is, is walking the floor and another person that is boxing and using the register and one person getting carts. Oh yeah. That's, isn't that insane? So I think a lot of thinning the herd, if you will, is going to be a situation where you, you know, you do this, you get rid of people because you've overhired the administrative world. Management loves to hire other management to come in with them. And in big tech world, there's tons of money to be thrown around. But there are things out there. Is it Telegram or, or one of those Discord that's bigger, that has more users on a daily basis than Twitter? And they've got like 50 or 100 employees. <laughs> oh, oh. So uh, this is not something that wasn't uh, a really a surprise. But And I read it. You know, it's... It's interesting because remember, like two years ago, he was like he was the the bee's knees in the world, and the bee's knees of he was a guy that was uh, you know the electric car guy, as Jimmy Kimmel said the other day. Now he's an a hole, and you've got all these people who are that that used to like him but don't now because he went against the narrative that they like, and that narrative is essentially you don't follow the liberal line, right? We're the blue checkmark people. We're the morning Joe people. We're the media people. This is what we do. We're not to be challenged. We're not to be, to be you know, questioned. Our authority and the things that we say are to be the, the, the absolute truth. And even if we are caught out, the goal from there for all of us is to ignore it. And that is something that, you know, he just, he didn't play the game. And, you know, he's like, no, we shouldn't squash free speech. And we, 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 we shouldn't penalize somebody for having a different point of view. And we should have an open area of, of, of ideas to share, which we should. And a lot of those ideas may not even be anything close to political, but they may be stupid. But the way that we've gone about trying to silence each other uh, is stupid. And it's enough. It is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Sarah Carter joins us straight ahead. We're going to talk about what's really going on at the border behind the behind the scenes. It's very interesting and scary. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 
There's a crisis happening at our southern border, and the story you're being told is a lie. The overwhelming majority are being sent back. Chinese-backed cartels, drug trafficking, humanitarian crisis, slavery, sex trafficking, murder, terrorism. Future generations of Americans will be thankful for our efforts to regain control of our borders. Welcome to the Dark Wars, where we'll tell you the truth about our border crisis and how it's damaging our national security and ravaging your neighborhood. That is just a little bit of a, a trailer of Sarah Carter's new Dark Wars podcast that is dropped now, as the kids would say. She joins us right now. And Sarah, uh, first of all, amazing, uh, incredible, and at times terrifying what's going on at our border. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much, Chad, for having me on. And, you know, you've been on this story as well, willing to expose what is happening at our border. And it's it's absolutely devastating, you know. It doesn't matter what your position or anybody's position is on immigration. We're not talking about that. Immigration is supposed to be a legal form of entering the United States. We're talking about chaos at our U.S. southern border, nearly 2,000 miles, uh, purposeful chaos that the Biden administration has created, and a national security disaster for our nation. And not only that, it's a humanitarian disaster for the people that are being trafficked. And unfortunately, the only people that are benefiting from this, other than possibly the Biden administration, but I don't even know how they're benefiting from it, is um, the drug cartels and the human traffickers who are amassing hundreds of billions of dollars uh, in death. Um, This is death money. And they're able to challenge our own federal law enforcement and our own police force. It's really just devastating all around. It is devastating to look at. And I think, you know, we forget because we get caught up in the political battle of why aren't you closing the border and all of this stuff. But the reality is the humanitarian crisis, fentanyl pouring across our border, which is killing, you know, record pace of Americans every year. Human beings right. that are looking for something else. They're, they're fleeing violence and hell in their own country. They see us as a beacon of light and they're being taken advantage of. And that often gets overlooked because the politics of it, Sarah, is where the politicians make their money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, this is not just one sided. Uh, This goes to both sides of the the political spectrum. We've seen it both in Republican administrations. We've seen it in Democrat administrations. um, And we're seeing people ignoring it now up on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's like having a huge elephant in the room. You brought up fentanyl. Um, I call it, I, I don't even say this is overdose deaths anymore. I believe that's an inaccurate term. It's I know poison. the parents of many, yeah, the, it's poisoning, exactly. And the parents of many children who have died from this poisoning have gone out in public, and I don't even know how they have the strength to do it after losing their children, and have done everything they could to warn other parents and other people about this. You know, one pill kills campaign. One pill kills. Why? Because we have counterfeit pills flooding our streets, flooding our streets that look like Percocet, Oxycontin, Adderall, you name it, it's out there. And if you borrow a pill from someone or you take a pill that isn't prescribed to you by your doctor, you are literally playing Russian roulette. And the reason this has to do with the border is not just the drug cartels. It's our adversaries that are literally taking advantage of the chaos at the border. Adversaries like China, for example, we talk a lot about that in the Dark Wars podcast, the one that we have coming up where we bring in people like Daniel Hoffman, Gordon Chang, Daniel Hoffman, 
former station chief with the CIA, worked for a long time on issues like this. Uh, Gordon Chang has been a longtime critic of the Chinese Communist Party. Others, human uh, people who work uh, against anti-human trafficking, who travel the world and really understand this in depth. And we actually go to El Salvador, Guatemala. I'm going into Mexico this month. We take you on these journeys, and I take you on these journeys. And I say we because it really is a team that made this happen. You know, we have great uh, editors, great writers, people that are together working in, in, in concert to make sure that we get the right information to the public so that the public knows and can make the right decisions. Because truly, this is one of the gravest threats against our nation. And right now, we see that with China. I bring it right back to China and fentanyl. The Chinese Communist Party is well aware that they are sending the precursor chemicals to Mexico um, and that are used by the drug cartels to manufacture these fentanyl poison pills, these counterfeit pills that are coming into our country. Literally over 107,000 people in 2021 the majority of which died from fentanyl poisoning. And right now, if you look at some of the statistics, and I believe they're underreported, but the, it is the biggest killer of young people in the United States. I think it was between 18 and 45 right now. Yeah. That's just unheard of. It is. It's crazy. Talking to Sarah Carter, her uh, new podcast called The Dark Wars Pod. Uh, you know what is, you know, w- w- the thing that's interesting is you got to sit down with cartel members, coyotes. And mm-hmm. they're just, it is, it is, to me, it is like, it is so weird because they are literally, the, to, to them, human beings are no more than produce. It's just, it's, it's right. a package I'm moving. That's absolutely right. You know, Chad, I've been doing this for about 18 years now, maybe even a little bit longer, traveling to U.S.-Mexico border, covering the cartels going in and out of uh, war zones um, where I interviewed people that were even Taliban sympathizers or Al-Qaeda sympathizers going into Iraq, uh, covering ISIS uh, during the rise of ISIS. And I think it all kind of converges, right? There's a nexus of this, of these really nefarious groups that have no loyalty to anyone uh, but power and money. And when our governments refuse, refuse, to do what is right for their own people, and especially the American government, failing to do what is necessary. I mean, the only job of an administration, of of a president, really, the major job is to protect the security of the nation. And when you allow people like this to take control and to open gateways that can harm our people, that is a true failure of the government. You're right. I've spoken to some of these coyotes many times um, in this particular instance for this Dark Wars uh, series, I spoke to a coyote in El Salvador. I traveled to El Salvador. We did an exclusive interview. I was very lucky to have this interview set up. It's a very dangerous situation. But this coyote wanted to speak with me mainly because he does look at people like produce, but because the children that were being trafficked through his uh, trafficking organization were ending up in the hands of cartels in Mexico that were going beyond exploiting the children to enter the United States, they were taking some of these children for organ harvesting. Um, Some of these kids come from the mountains in areas that are very rural where they have no birth certificates. There's no actual evidence that they ever even existed. If they disappear on the road, 
Um, nobody would be the wiser unless somebody reported them. So you have children that are being taken, obviously, by sexual predators being run in these horrific sex rings. Um, I can't even go into describing to you some of the situations that we have seen where children as young as 20 months old um, have been abused so severely um, that it's irreparable. Um, and then you have, you know, children that disappear whose organs are being sold on the black market. You know, I think when the American public thinks of the border, we always think of it as like a separate story. Like, oh, that's just there. That happens there. We think of it as numbers, kind of like when people get tired of hearing about war, right? They think of people as yeah. numbers. It's like two soldiers died today in a battle in, you know, eastern Afghanistan or something. And it's horrible, but we're so busy. We don't really think of it in terms of how this is affecting us or what those people were doing there or how their lives ended there. I think what's really important for Americans to understand and why this is so important to each and every one of us. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. I love my children dearly. I tell them every day about, you know, I don't try to scare them too much, but there is an age appropriate way of telling kids. You don't take anything that anyone gives you off the streets. You know, this is the reason why, but this, Dark Wars podcast has a it's a way of educating parents and American citizens and people that want to know of the real dangers that we're facing when we have a government that does not do what it needs to do to protect us. And it gives the power back to us and puts the power back in our hands. And I I really believe we need to do that. We need and we put the power back in our hands by educating ourselves and knowing what's really going on. I don't think anybody in the audience here would allow or want anything to happen to any child in the world that if we heard that this was happening to a child two blocks from our house, we would do everything we could to prevent it and stop it. So I just want everybody to realize if you care about the people being trafficked, if you care about the migrants who are searching for a better life, Put a stop to what is happening at the border. We have to stop that first. We have to take away the power from these dangerous, I call terrorist organizations. We have to take away their power, their ability to blackmail our governments, their ability to outsmart, outresource our law enforcement. We got to pull the rug out from under them. We got to get on the offensive, not on the defensive. We got to fight them. And then if we, after that, we can revamp our immigration system if we need to and if we need to make it better. This is about saving lives, our children as well as their children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talking to Sarah Carter here about her uh, Dark Wars podcast, which is, is out now, episode number one. We've got about two minutes here, and I want to ask you about this. So this week, a uh, disturbing report came out that uh, there are people with inside the Mexican government that are trying to negotiate some sort of weird I'm going to say it half ass like, you know, ceasefire with the Sinaloa cartel and another couple cartels where they're essentially going to say, OK, you guys go legit and we're fine with that. Just stop killing people. And uh, how much I mean, there's parts of the border that they've just complete parts of Mexico. They've just given up trying to control Mexico as and it's a free for all. They've got to have a part to play in this. Well, absolutely. And look, the Mexican government under AMLO, you know, uh, right now is failing. He's failing um, to stand up for his own people. And I'm going to say that openly right now. Uh, 
we have seen the cartels going back as far as Vincente Fox when he was president and I was covering the wars on the U.S.-Mexico border between Sinaloa and Los Zetas, you know, and especially in Nuevo Laredo where people were being just gunned down on the streets. You could literally sit across the border, Chad. I would, I would look across the border from Laredo, Texas, and you could see the gun battles in Nuevo Laredo happening like live, like a TV show, like a cops episode, you know. But the reality was is that people were being slaughtered. And people are being slaughtered. And when I went into Mexico and interviewed people in Mexico, they would tell me we're prisoners. We're prisoners in our own communities by these cartels. Look, the Mexican government doesn't need to cut any deal with terrorists. The Sinaloa cartel is a terrorist organization. They have beheaded people. They have trafficked humans. They have sold children. They have been involved in organ harvesting and trafficking. These are horrific people that have a horrific, nefarious background that would be willing to sell out a nation. And by the way, they would be willing to turn their head and traffic people into this country. I guarantee it. That would be willing to do a severe harm, much like Al Qaeda did. So we have to we have to be willing and we have to be willing to be courageous enough to stand up to them and have partners to the South that are courageous enough to stand up to them. The problem is, is that they've amassed so much money, hundreds of billions of dollars, that they've literally embedded themselves over the years into the government. They've become a part of the fabric of these governments, a pseudo shadow government, right? So the fight is going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But we have to be willing to do it. We gain absolutely nothing from negotiating with these criminal organizations. Nothing at all. What do we no. gain by it? Nothing. 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 And again, it hurts everybody uh, on right. either side of the border. Sarah Carter's name, the uh, the podcast. People want to go there, darkwarspod.com. Uh, check it out. So episode two drops next week? That's right. Episode two drops next week. Everything about China that you can imagine and the border. And we interview everybody from Governor Stitt of Oklahoma to, like I said, you know, Daniel Hoffman. We have sources from the DEA that speak to us anonymously about what is going on. It is an in-depth look at how our nation is being manipulated by our adversaries because we're failing to do what we need to do at the border. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, everybody check out uh, Dark Wars Pod. We're going to put it on our, our Twitter. Uh, follow us back, Sarah, okay? I'll, t- I'll tweet it out. You follow us back. I'm doing it right now. I can't believe I'm not. Fo- I love you, Chad. You, you have thank- a great show. I mean, it's fantastic. Th- well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Nobody paid her to say that. Uh, uh, thanks so much. And no, we'll talk no to you soon. No me at all. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Sarah. Thanks. You got it. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. And uh, by the way, if you listen to this, it's terrifying. And we we hear such a small part of it that is very much PG. If we saw the real triple X of the evil that goes on, I think we'd have a different viewpoint. And maybe that what needs to shock us into changing. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson.
What a great uh, interview. If you missed any of it, grab it. Sarah Carter joined the program. Talk about the insanity of what's going on there. And I said before we went to break, I said, sometimes the only way to get an understanding of what is happening is to not sugarcoat it. And we have a tendency to sugarcoat things or, you know, vanilla them down, if you will. And I say that's a very rude thing to say to vanilla. Vanilla is an amazing ice cream. But we do have a tendency uh, to do that. And I, I, I don't know why, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it is terrifying to think of all the things that are going on down there that we don't know about. And, you know, the, the, ins- the, the just the, the, the sickening thoughts of taking a child. I have a four-year-old, a 12-year-old. I have two stepchildren. I love them. They're amazing. I love kids. Kids are great. I couldn't imagine it innocent. And think about this for a second. Think about what she was talking about, that there are children who essentially live in, you know, very forest-like lands in parts of Central America. And their lives are worth nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. If they disappeared, nobody would care. That's terrifying. It is. It is terrifying to think that. And it's a sad situation that we've allowed it to get to this point and part of it is because of our consumption of the drugs and our appetite for it the other part of it is is the complicity of of big governments it is it's it's ugly but it's a mess that we need to absolutely get a hold of chad benson show This is the Chad Benson Show.